Hi, I'm Heather Stenker and I'm the CEO and founder of Chaos and Cookies. And I'm super excited to be presenting my chaos control procedure on how to take you from crisis to calm. And in this workshop, which will be on the very first day, I will be teaching how to create calm from chaos. Your children will learn how to thrive on predictability and routine. And if chaos or crisis happens, life still happens and keeping up a constant and consistent environment is essential to keep stress down and panic at bay. Kids love predictability. And so being able to create an environment in which they can predict what's gonna happen or feel really comfortable and know where their things are will take just so much pressure off of the parents and the children. So hopefully you guys will join us. Go grab your, your seat and register at blissfulparentingbootcamp.com. Hope to see you guys there. Click the link below and join. Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life with never ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I'm very excited about today's guest, guest two. This is new for me. I've never had more than one on at a time, but this is a little bit different. This is um, two ladies named Lisa Beth Johnson and Phoebe Bottoms, and they wrote a book called Mom Jokes, like Dad Jokes, Only Smarter, so you know that they're going to be a good time. And we're just going to bring them right on in and learn all about their book and them and get ready to laugh. Welcome, Lisa Beth and Phoebe. Thank you for being here. Thank Hi, you so much for having us. I'm so excited. I got this book in the mail, and I read it on the plane this past weekend. And I just laughed and laughed. So before we jump into your book, let's just get a little bit of background, tell the audience like kind of who you guys are. And we'll start Lisa Beth. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I am a comedian and a television producer and writer. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I live in LA. Awesome. And I was just and, in LA. So yeah, crazy it's, times. We've yeah, we've had some wonderful weather though, and things are opening up here quite a bit. So it's, yeah, it's nice. It's really nice out there. It was nice to get away too. It was like nice and cool, but not too, it was still sunny. It's nice. Yeah. How about you, Phoebe? Where do you uh, hail from? I, uh, originally from Minneapolis, I was in LA for 10 years and then sort of accidentally ended up in Connecticut, which is <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it a lot. Uh, but yeah, after the pandemic, we came out to visit my stepbrother out here and then just kind of never left. Uh, and I, I'm a stand-up comic and show producer, so I work primarily in New York. So it's like a an easier scoot down to the city from here than it is from LA. But sure. uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my, that's my spiel. That's great. <laughs> so you guys wrote a book called Mom Jokes, like Dad Jokes Only Smarter. So let's talk about a little bit more about the book. What made you want to write this? Are you guys moms? I know we kind of chatted a little bit about that. So let's just dive right in. Yeah, well, <clears throat> it was, uh, uh, I am not, this is Lisa Beth, I'm not a mom. And Phoebe is recently pregnant, having planned on getting pregnant, uh, you know, 
I guess last year you would have been planning on it within the next two years. Is that correct? That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another interesting thing about this book is that we, um, we've been best friends for years and years and years in LA. We met in LA and when the pandemic happened, we decided, uh, I, it was well-planned, but it was a last minute plan to go to Minneapolis and live in Phoebe's mother's basement, fully furnished basement. For what uh, we thought was going to be, we were like, okay, well, let's forever. go. No. <laughs> we like, what? Look, how long can this last? It yeah. was, I think we left, we all piled in our Priuses with our dogs on the 17th of March after someone tried stealing bone broth out of my husband's grocery cart. And we're like, oh, we should leave. This is not a town that's equipped <laughs> to like band together and take care of its, you know, everyone's like fellow man. So anyway, we're like, well, we'll be gone for two weeks, a month, maybe. And then it turned into four and a half months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lisa and I had already been working on the book, but this was kind of, it turned into a project that uh, was a lot more effective at making us not lose our minds. <laughs> right. Quarantine. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Especially when you're just like, we're going to go live in the basement. Mm-hmm. And it's so, this, yeah, it's this beautiful house big backyard you know you don't get big backyards very often in LA and you know and uh it was just a a lovely experience to be honest with you we and everyone got along great we knew we would get along great but uh and how long have you two known each other like you guys are best friends but you guys are on opposite ends full best friends for seven years we lived in LA together um and then after the quarantine um uh my boyfriend got a a job and I, you know, I could work remotely from my job. So we came back to LA and uh, then Phoebe and Matt went to go visit her brother. And then they were like, Oh, we love it here and bought a house. So it, it was, it's just like another chapter in our friendship and pretty soon I'll get to come out and visit her. Yeah. And I, I've got a lot of stuff back in LA still too. So I, I'm awesome. headed back in what, two weeks. So we'll, yeah. we'll probably not be apart for that long. That's great. And plus you have, you know, Zooms and you have FaceTime. So it's like, it's come a long way, right? You're our only way of hanging out, having us on this podcast. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh gosh. (laughs) Oh man. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Make it worth our while. We need to reconnect. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So mom jokes, moms need it. I think they were hilarious because I think with the pandemic, especially that it's, it just takes a toll on just everyone under the same roof and all the stressors in schools and all the things being a mom is stressful enough. And it's super, super fun. Um, cause I'm going to really try hard not to scare Phoebe into uh, motherhood because she well, is pregnant with her the, first child. The flips, I, I was a live in nanny for newborns and toddlers for 12 years. So like a lot of, a lot of the source material comes from like extensive field re- research of, you know, I've had the soft of my thigh bitten trying to put someone's shoe on. I don't know how many times, and I've been sticky for months consecutively. So it's like, it's, uh, I, I'm excited to have something do those things to me who I'm biologically obligated to love. Oh, like <laughs> that's so great. Well, that's where I was going was like, where did you find the inspiration for these jokes? And just, 
you know, they're very accurate. I mean, they are. <laughs> and if anyone it's called again, mom jokes, like dad jokes only smarter and you guys should go grab a copy because it's hysterical. Yes. Yes, please. Uh, walk down to your local bookstore mask or maskless. I don't know what you're doing now and go grab a copy of this book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always good to have laughter. I think laughter, I try to implement humor and everything I do. I mean, if you have followed me on social, all of my reels are pretty much have some sort of sense of humor. I'm going to crawl into a dryer to show that like my mom needs a break. It's the only place that they can't find me, things like that. And so, um, I love me a good laugh and I think it always just will lighten the mood, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that, you know, mom's, it's such a thankful job to be a mother. Uh, you know, I watch my mom raise a whole passel of kids who were, were all like very close in age. So, you know, I've watched the, her trials and tribulations through that as the youngest, you know, being as a youngest kid, being kind of an observer of, and watching her. And, you know, uh, I, I think it's, it's some, it's like, it's a job where you have to keep the thing alive and then also maintain your sense of humor if you can. And that's a, that makes it even harder. Right. Right. Well, what is, so there's tons of them in here. Which is your favorite? Like, do you have a favorite joke that's in oh, here? Yeah. Phoebe? This might be the forum where I can say my actual favorite one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's all, I hope it's not like, which child do you love most? <laughs> I hope it's not like one of those questions. <laughs> no, yeah. my the one I'm most proud of is uh, my husband asked me if I could come to the phone and I said, well, yeah, maybe if it's on vibrate. I <laughs> I love it so much. And I couldn't I hope that's an okay one to do on the pod. Sure. I, I couldn't do it on a on the morning radio shows that we were, that we were on. Or been a little hot. Or uh uh It's my we, show. I get to take the rules. So yeah, sure. you can, exactly. <laughs> take it out if you want. You know far. It's so, in there, someone would see it. Um oh, this is a bit of a a time capsule i should have taken the red pill my OBGYN offered me now i'm in the mom tricks and i wrote that because i watched the matrix <laughs> for the first time while we were locked in the house <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> all these like little you know we can really trace our experiences as people back to what's in the what's in the I, i'm assuming i just opened the book and it's uh, did you watch titanic at the same time because it oh. says remember the end of titanic when kate winslet <laughs> taking up the whole door that's every night that my kid insists on sleeping in bed with me. That is so true. <laughs> and it works with dogs also. Just yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, we, my husband kicked our, our dogs out of, we had four at the time. Um, mm-hmm. The fourth one was totally just, I brought her home thinking I was going to place her, didn't. And then, you know, one of those things. And as soon as she, we found out we were pregnant with my first son, uh, my poor dogs got kicked out of the bed and they have been sleeping in our bed for like ever since they were little because my husband wanted me to get really good sleep and grow the baby. And I'm like, first time, first time. Right. So they have not slept in our bed since. And it was like crushing crushing yeah. for me, but you know what? Like the dogs become just dogs when you do start having children. And I'm sure you've been told that before and you're like, yeah, no, but it, it's true. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> well, so Phoebe, you, yeah, you, Phoebe only gave birth to one of her dogs, right? Phoebe. Yeah. I surgically. It's, a, the it's a joke. It's a joke that we had that she gave I, birth 
<laughs> is she a super clingy dog? She, we're, I, I would say we're equally codependent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, how long, so how long, Phoebe, have you been married? Um, let's see. We've been together for 13 years, married for seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a minute. A minute. A minute. And then Lisa Beth, you told me uh, you have a a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. We've been together for uh, also about seven years. And uh, I was married, uh, married for about uh, 10 years. Yeah. Thereabouts. I was with him for 10 years. Yeah. With him for 10 years, married for five. And uh, we're still friends. That's great. That that was a pleasant experience, but yeah. And I always say that fur babies are just like, just like regular babies. So it all counts as being moms. Right. Um, So tell us a little bit more, like, what are your plans for the book? Do you have plans for uh, what are are your hopes and dreams for the book? Like, what do you hope it like helps people like? We wanted to go to a four-year college. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be a doctor. Um, (laughs) Uh, yeah, we we want uh, it to bring a you know moms have ta- have borne the brunt of this pandemic, so we would just love for it to be just a little, you know, uh, pressure valve, you know, source of light and laughter for anyone, you know, who's had to do this. I mean, it's been a very heavy year. It was an election year. It was a pandemic year. Yeah. It was just there's just things blowing up all over the place around the world and country and. So having something that's not either politically driven or just have like a heavy, heavy feel, it's really nice just to be able to just laugh and take a break and also just laugh. It's like self-deprecating humor, honestly, because a lot of it is very, very true. But as long as you can, you know, laugh at yourself, I think it's huge. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, Phoebe, you guys are comedians, so you know all about that. Yeah, I think I think the nice thing about um, this specific kind of genre that's coming out, where it is this more like, you know, like the dad joke genre in of itself is like com- like corny nonsense, which we love too. Like, you, you know, Lisa's dad is a walking dad joke, and we have a lot of affection for that kind of stupid street humor. But <laughs> this like. I think that really recently moms have been able to be like, hey, can we say what we think is going on too? And it's this hyper-realistic like uh, expression of what day-to-day life is like. And there's something really, at least the feedback we've gotten so far and that I've been glad of is like, oh, it's nice to not feel like I'm the only one going through this. And that, you know, having a darker sense of humor is... uh, relating to something that is so like light and positive, like your children is like a fun thing to not feel alone when you're in the trenches. <laughs> like, yeah. Trying to like raise a thing that takes everything that you have, but you know. Yes. Yes. And I think too, it's nice to also unplug with a book because it's a hard copy, at, at least this yeah. one is. And so, you know, everyone's on TikTok, everyone's on social, everyone's like in it too. And you know, you're trying to pull yourself out of that. And so it just was nice to not have to feel like I had to be like on a screen, even just to scroll and read something. Cause you know, a lot of magazine magazines are now uh, digital and, you know, having some paper and it was nice to kind of unplug um, because it's, I mean, the screen time is insane that we've it's been doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. That's a real, you know, a joke book is such like an old timey, like comforting possession of a thing mm-hmm. to have too where you're like I, I don't know you know several several of the other people we talked to are like well keep it in the bathroom we're like yeah that's exactly where it belongs that's <laughs> this is a great table book though this is a yeah, great yeah. book to keep on your coffee table I mean because sure. it's a I mean I was reading it on the plane and someone had asked me like what is that I'm like well <laughs> it's not sure book. It, it's a book <laughs> that I'm reading that doesn't have a celebrity on the front it doesn't have <laughs> you know, someone's story. It's just literal jokes. And I took it out at the photo shoot that I was at. And I was like, guys, I'm having them on my podcast. I'm super excited. And they were passing around and reading it. It was just, um, it's super fun. Um, so glad. Yeah. I love it so much because it's just a nice way. And it's also for me personally, it's really good inspiration for really good reels because I'm in the mom space. And so I'm like, oh, how can I recreate these things? For instance, the husband thing or the dad thing. Um, I did one a while back where it was like living with a husband and it was like the cabinet door is open. So you're slamming it. The towels on the floor, you're hanging it up. The toilet seats up. And so it's just really, it's humor because it's like, who can relate? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think it's funny because we, when we were doing some of our uh, other radio shows for this book, you know, uh, some people were like, maybe mildly taking umbrage with the, uh, but smarter, you know, tagline for the title. Yeah. You know, oh, but why are they smarter? You know? Right. Absolutely. Those people were generally men, but, um, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's funny because what, when I think about dad jokes, if you're a fan of the Marx brothers, you know, mom is like always groucho. Mom's always trying to just get like a little, you know, with the cigar and after the joke and, you know, dad's either Harpo or Chico. This is like a really involved analogy here, but I love the (laughs) Marx brothers, but yeah, but it's just kind of that, uh, kind of the sarcastic, sarcastic, you know, that after the joke, the tag after the joke of, you know, making this fun is the of way things. it really is yeah yeah this is the way it really is what makes like what's the anatomy of a good joke like what do you have to start middle like obviously like i mean i'm yeah. in social media so like for a but caption for like one, the hook is like the beginning but what's right. the anatomy for this one it's weird because it was a real shift from writing the way that i'm usually that i'm used to writing normal jokes for stand-up which are like longer more conversational a lot of the times, uh, you know, I mean, improvised on stage and then sort of retooled after the fact. And then switching gears into writing one-liners is like a very specific kind of headspace to get into. It's almost mathematical. Like each thing is like a little equation where you're like, all right, how many words, what's the most economic way to get the premise through? And then the quickest way to- Turn. Um, yeah, to turn. turn it. So whether it's for a lot of these, it was like working backwards. So uh, you know, for some of the dumber like pun ones, it would be being like, okay, that's a word. What is funny? What does that sound like? What could the you know the other meaning be? Whatever. It's just it's a lot. It's very algebraic, <laughs> more so than like you know like and a. Then, and then we have a, and then we have a, a, we have other types of jokes in there, and we pitched you know all types of jokes 
but they mainly wanted one-liners and um, uh, lists. So we had a lot of fun doing those lists too, which is, you know, you take a premise and then you just build, build, build on the, on the, on that first premise. Hi, I do. This book has, I mean, it's a really nice mix of things because you've got you've got a poem that I just opened up to and then like you've got a you know a dialogue between mom and an eight-year-old you know like hey kid what do you want for dinner the eight-year-old says do you have cheese mom yes do you have ham yes do you have bread and mayo yes I want spaghetti I mean yes that's 100% <laughs> how it goes down mm-hmm. or if you like are trying to spice it up at home like we did pizza on Fridays I was like I just don't feel like making it we're going to order it. And then it's like, mm-hmm. but I want your pizza. Like, oh, <laughs> no. And then you feel terrible and you're letting your child down in his hopes and dreams. And you're going to have to. I'm giving my son gruel every day. <laughs> he's not going to know what food is until he's 13 years old. And that's what is I'm... gruel. Is that? It's like, like what orphans ate. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like a gray weeded substance. Is it wheat, Lisa? What is gruel? Yeah. Cause it's, if it's porridgey, it's sweet. It's going to be some sort of wheat thing. That's why uh, I need to come over there and raise your child for you. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever cooked meat before. I, I'm a real, I'm a sandwich and salad guy myself. So <laughs> it's going to be a real well, luckily they don't take in, you know, any type of solids until yes. probably one years old. <laughs> so good. you're, you're good. You're good. I'm just the yeah. fat, I'm the food factory for as long as I can, you know, figure out how to cook a chicken breast for someone yeah. and not kill them. <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't cook either. My husband was the, was the cook and then I got into health and wellness and I was, and he had traveled. So it's like, I can't keep feeding my children yeah. frozen chicken nuggets and frozen <laughs> anything. And then my oldest didn't like mac and cheese at the time. So it was very hard to feed him. Wow. And yeah, he likes mac and cheese. I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, what child <laughs> doesn't like mac and cheese? I, I have mean. to say, I, my first trimester was really, really difficult. And, uh, I had super intense morning sickness and didn't eat for a couple weeks. And, but every day I was like, okay, there's one thing. Here's one thing that I can kind of fathom getting down. And I thought macaroni and cheese was going to be like it. I was like, maybe I just eat mac and cheese every day. It's a perfect food. It's going to be my greatest ally. And then it took one day. And then the next day I still can't touch it. And it's so wild to me that you could ever have an aversion to such a, it's a perfect food. And I'm so sad to have It'll, lost it. No, you won't. Like when you're, when you give birth to that baby, it's going to all come back and you'll be able to have that reu- <laughs> the first thing reunite. Have on to reunite. We'll just put a cement <laughs> truck full of mac and cheese over to your mouth. And- <laughs> yeah. So what is it? The one thing that you could have or no, nothing. Don't. It, I mean, now, I, now it's, I'm back to, you know, when are you due? Uh, October 1st. So like, so yeah, somewhere within the last week of September 1st, two weeks of October. I'm not, I'm aware that he's probably not going to be on time, but is it, a, oh, he, is it, is it a boy? Yeah, it's a boy. So um, fun. That'll be a whole yeah. another book of jokes. I'm, I know. I'm really <laughs> excited. We genuinely were fine with whatever it would have been. Uh, but once we found out it was a boy, I was like, Oh, thank God. I've been, <laughs> I I've been surrounded by friends that are guys and like you know in stand-up that's like the only <laughs> the only people i know a guys so it seems a lot easier to me to like explain the world to a boy than a girl in some you know like i can explain women to a man and have him be a better man for it i think 
<laughs> That's like up. exciting to me. Be like, oh, yeah, this is how this is how the world works. That's my. I have, gonna, a, I have two boys and a girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have you have three kids. Two I boys have three children. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Two boys and a girl. I have a sandwich. So I have a, a boy mm. sandwich. So my daughter is in the middle, and I yeah. will say like, a lot of my friends are like, we're gonna try for that girl. I'm like, why? <laughs> Like, I love my daughter. I love her so much, but man, I don't know if it's because it's a girl. I don't know if it's because she's middle child or second child syndrome, they call it. Mm -hmm. I do not know. She's a very strong personality. I mean, this is the whole entire, like she, like we thought we were going to start trying to get pregnant with our oldest. And, um, after our oldest, we were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to try again thinking we could start. Nope. Already pregnant. Oh. And we were moving from Florida to Texas. Oh, that was fun. And then we, you know, we're building a house and we were due around the same time we're supposed to get the house, but then we got the house early. So I was like, yay, get to nest. Nope. I'm going to come three days after you move anyway, oh, no. but I'm going to try and be born on the side of the highway on the way to the hospital. Wow. You take it, you know, an ambulance ride to the hospital, make it think you're in the clear. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to wait 24 days and hang out in the NICU for a little while. <laughs> oh, no. She was completely fine, though. Like, there was oh, wow. nothing wrong with her. She was having apneic events, and you have to go five days without an apneic event. Yeah. And at the first six were like her lungs just kind of getting up because she was early. Um, but after six days, she was having – so you have to go five. So she'd go like a couple days, not have any, and like three days, and bam, like have one. Oh, get start over. So uh, yeah, the clock resets to one. Yeah, it does. And then right at the end, we were like in the clear, we need to do the car seat test because they have to make sure they can sit up and not have one as they're pulling her out after two hours. Perfectly fine. Beep. It's like, we oh, don't know no. if that was a real, I was like, what? She's like, no, we're going to send her home, but you can't take your eyes off her for two weeks. I'm like, this so is she, just she, so much. She was a roller coaster the entire time. Oh yeah, it still has, is. It hasn't stopped. Yeah. No, still is. You know, she's that she's that that girl. But you know, um, it's personality. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, she has vitiligo, which is um an autoimmune disorder that attacks the pigment of the skin, which is, you know, not common to see so young. So of course that threw us for a loop. But I have to say, any of my children that would have something like that, like she's the best because she will just go tell you to F off. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's just that girl. So yeah. girls are just, it's, she's very girly girl, loves princesses, but also rough and tumble. She's got two boys. She will go punch her brother in the face. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, but boys for hands down easiest, um, maybe not for potty yeah. training, but you know, and that's, part. Uh, yeah. I, and when I was, um, you know, I took, I took care of a lot of kids and from the time that they were like fresh out till I left LA. So a lot, a lot of them were like, you know, zero to 10. Um, and like went and lived with some of them, a family in London for a while to take care of the same boys. Cause they had to move for work. And I was like, they're, you know, they're like, yeah, you're kind of the only person that can like. Do oh it. yeah, when you have a nanny, it's like, no, you're coming with us. Like, yeah, <laughs> we don't is, let them go. <laughs> which has been great for like, especially the prep of having my own kid, because I'm like, all right, I, I know what stupid do. products to buy, and I, you know, every, every step of the way, I'm like, I, I think I know it's not the same thing. I will never say that being a nanny is the same thing as being an actual 24/7 mom, but the difference between the boys and the girls that I took care of, it's, I'm like, this is, they are, they're simpler. They're simpler creatures. Girls have a lot of like 
corners that you have to peek around to sort of like be careful of what the next move is. Does that make sense? It's yeah, like, oh yes, because they're just emotional time bombs. You just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, fine. So when you're 14, you're going to punch a hole through a wall. I don't care. Like, boy, yeah, boy yeah, well, yeah, for a boy. I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like, I'll give you your own drywall that you can pummel up all you like. But like when... uh I, I found at least when they were younger, it's like, it's also really sweet when boys are sweet. Oh, they love their there's moms. A, there's, yeah, there's like a, the, you know, like the, there is that thing, the mom and the sons and yeah, you know, they do though. They love, they love them. But you know, the girls, they have their daddy rap, but for at least for my daughter, because I always wonder or worry with girls, like I, I had a sister growing up. I didn't have any brothers. Um, you just don't want to have that like tumultuous relationship with your mom. Yeah. And my daughter, I think because she was preemie and cause she was a NICU, she's very much like she has severe separation anxiety from me. Yeah. It's gotten much better since she's older, but I mean, it, would, it was very hard on me. So I know she'll never leave me. So I hope yeah, like yeah. at least we'll have a really good relationship because the boys, boys love their moms mm-hmm. um, to no end. So they'll never leave. So yeah. yeah. And you don't have to pay for the wedding. <laughs> that's true we only have one wedding to pay for not three <laughs> uh yeah I, the, the main thing that I wanted a girl for was because I was like oh it'd be really cute to see my husband and a daughter as well, a team but he's done say, yeah I was gonna I say know. like the next one around like well you know I'm again like I'm fine with with either but uh he's also like a per you know he's a perfect dad for whatever comes tumbling out of me Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there there is something so because my family is super super tight. I'm very close with both my you know both my parents. But there's just something extra cute about a dad, a little girl dad sidekick. That yeah, but you know what, the father son thing is really fun to watch too because totally. I didn't yeah. get to see that. I, I mean, I had I have a really yeah. good relationship with my dad and my you know my mom because it's we had girls though. But I was a very I was an athlete, so I was always doing the athletic things. So I think. He got that from the relationship because we were always in sports and yeah. I did dance too. They had kind of like the best of both worlds, but with boys, it's like, they're going to the comic book store. They're doing yep. all like the, the boy stuff. So my, my husband's a writer and he's right. He writes comic books and stuff. So, and he has like a, you know, breadth of knowledge about all the things that a little guy is just going to be like, wow, you're, you're going to, he's going to be like a professor to this kid for, uh, you know, for every 1980s fetishized medium of entertainment that you can comic books, yeah, comic books, movies, cartoons. It's, it's going to be a fun house to be a kid. And I hope that's my hope. I just want him to have some fun. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of life. Right. I mean, that's the thing too. Um, with boys, it's, they are rough and you kind of, if you don't have experience with them, it's like, I see my mom, my mom had two girls. Uh, she's got four grandsons, one granddaughter. And mm-hmm. I'm the only one with the great, so we're like, anytime a girl comes around, my daughter just like, like, yeah. on, right. Cause <laughs> yeah. there's so many boys, but she's just like the, just so much farting. And I'm like, boys, mom, like, they're like, oh my God, they're so loud. And they're so rough. I'm like, boys, She's like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do the boy thing. I'm like, yeah, well, you got to kind of have to. You have four <laughs> grandsons. Like there's reason why. So it's yeah. just, it's fun. As long as you're having fun and boys have fun and they, you know, 
I'm excited for you. Thanks. Be- yeah, I'm excited to hang out with his gross little friends when he's, you know, like 10. Like, you know, go play I mean, in the dirt, guys. You and- say that he's going to have just like a girl best friend. <laughs> also fine. <laughs> yeah. Also fine. I also don't know. Fine. I'm, I'm psyched to have a son. It's so exciting. Well, I'm Thanks. excited for you. Congratulations. And so what about you, Lisa Beth? You've been very quiet, just, you know, oh. taking it in. Like, are you, do you have plans to be a mom or do you have plans to, I don't, um, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, uh, that's in my, that's, I don't think that's in my life plan, but I have five nieces and nephews and, uh, I love them dearly. They're all, you know, they're all have a little slice of me somewhere genetically that I can see. And, you know, I, thankfully my brothers, I'm the youngest of three. Um, and I have two older brothers and I was just listening and appreciating you talking about boys because, you know, they're, I feel like they came out of the womb this way, although they didn't, but they're now like six, four and six, seven. So they've always just been giants, you know, (laughs) they've, they've always just been like, and you know, we're a year and a half to two years apart in age. So my mom just went, you know, just popped them out pretty quick. All three of us close together. Uh, so we're all pretty tight too, but thankfully my brothers also let me, uh, I just say discipline or talk to their kids or be, you know, be a surrogate, you know, you know, parent to them sometimes when I'm around, which, which I appreciate. I, they're not a territorial, I guess you'd say in that Mm -hmm. regard. So, yeah, so that's been kind of nice because I think it does take more sometimes than just parents to tell kids, you know, you know, this is not how you behave or this is, this is how you behave. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice reminder. And you get to give them back. Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like if they're just not listening, it's like, Hey, not my child. Like (laughs) take care of this. I gave it a shot. Yeah. I had to spend, man, I had to spend a whole day with my niece one time and she is, she uh, you talk about your daughter. She reminds me of that sort of a, a girl. And she, we were taking a walk around the neighborhood. Uh, they live in Tampa, Florida. And she wanted to go through this one gate uh, and it was locked and I didn't have the key. And I was like, well, we can't go through that gate. And she just pitched the most giant fit I've ever seen. And I had to walk back to the house, but she didn't want to go, but she was little enough that I just put her on my shoulder and was walking down the street <laughs> with this screaming <laughs> child. <laughs> Just not like stealing waving, her. She's mine. Yeah, just <laughs> waving to, you know, the neighbors. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to explain this. If someone's like, is this your child? It's like, oh God. Kind of. <laughs> They're like, that's not really the answer we're looking for, man. Yeah, yeah. By proxy. It's funny though, then, if you have children, it's, it's like this. We do the, the Hunger Games salute. Like, it's not us, but we get you. Like, we yeah. understand. <laughs> like, it just, you just understand. It doesn't bother you. It's just yeah. like, man, that sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry for you. But yeah, I, uh, I really love being auntie and uh, being a proxy, you know, parent. So fun. Cause you get to spoil them and you're just like, not my problem. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or if it, or, or I can give them a break and then it's okay. I don't mind it being my problem for, you know, taking sure. up some of the slack, taking some of the weight. That's great. Well, this was so lovely. I want to know about what your plans are. I know you guys had mentioned before we hopped on, like Phoebe's got some stuff in the works other yeah. than her <laughs> child in her belly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, I've got a, um, uh, starting a podcast with another mom friend of mine uh, pretty soon. So yeah, that, that'll be um, in the next month, I'm hoping. So just 
you know, all that information will be on my Instagram or website. And because my parents named me something that is yes i mean her name is phoebe bottoms it's just phoebebottoms.com or at phoebebottoms on instagram so uh (laughs) and if you're in the new york area i have a show in brooklyn every two weeks and uh yeah that's yeah i don't know that's all that's really solidified at the moment but yeah yeah i think i think we're both of us are kind of in the zone where we have some projects coming but they're kind of on back burners i've been working a lot since i got back to la uh so you know, creative endeavors are percolating. Sure. Cause everything's starting to finally mm-hmm. like become normalized. So things that might've like were on your radar before kind of got pushed and now, you know, they're all kind of come, but that's yeah. all on timing too. Right. I mean, yeah, totally. And it, it seems, it seems like by June, things will be picked up again. I think productions are back up at 60%. So, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think we'll be busier. <laughs> At least I'm hoping I'll get like three really solid months of picking stuff back up where I left off before I have to switch gears and my brain wiggles and changes into being a mom brain. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, you'll have lots of good content for your new podcast Absolutely. coming out. So exactly. where can my uh, followers and listeners uh, find you guys, um, Instagram handles, all those fun things. And then I'll also put it in the show notes, everyone. So you guys can sure. find them and follow them. Uh, yeah, Twitter- for me, it's just Phoebe Bottoms on Instagram, Lisa. Yeah, my, uh, my Twitter handle is at LadybirdJ, the letter J. And uh, my Instagram is... I don't even know what it is right now. It's peanut LBJ. Yeah. Underscore. There's a, there's a whole thing. So follow me. It is America. Figure out what that underscore is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, at ladybird J is my Twitter handle. Love it. Well, and then we'll have everything. I'll have a link to the book. You guys can go pick up a copy. This is a very, very funny, funny book. And I enjoyed it. I'm not all the way through it yet, but I, I'm so happy that you guys sent me a copy and I was looking forward to this podcast interview for a while. Um, I tagged you, I think last week, uh, I couldn't find Lisa Beth, I found Phoebe. I didn't know which one to put underscore. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I was very excited. So, um, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I know my listeners are laughing along with us and, um, go, Go check out their book, Mom Jokes Like Dad Jokes Only Smarter by Lisa Beth Johnson and Phoebe Bottoms. Yes, that is her real name. I asked her that question. It is not a stage name and it's fantastic. <laughs> and I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. This has yeah, been thank you Thanks so, much. so much, Heather. And happy Mother's Day. Yeah, yes. happy Mother's Day. I hope Day. your little team uh, treats you well on. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And you're technically mother you know mother's day for you and happy mother's day to all you listeners out there yeah first mother's day it's so exciting (laughs) and good luck with your pregnancy and just oh man so thank you listeners for tuning in and we will see you next time thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast if you want more goodies and friends to share them with follow the crumbs to the facebook group or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.